choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up, guys? It's Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. Thanks for asking, Kells Podcast, episode 239. I'm back. So, that was pretty clean, right? Give me my props, give me my props. Um... So, I mean, I might as well just let y'all know now, you know, we still in corona lockdown. It's not a lot of moving and shaking. Nobody's doing a whole lot of anything. So I'm really struggling to uh, stretch these these joints out. But, you know, we're going to see if we can make it do what it do today. So having said that, um, I don't have a yours in negritude because... Um, you know, nothing really happened today, coronavirus is still kicking our ass, um, and, I mean, sorry, this week, and, um, oh, I do have an apology, though, I told y'all last week to watch Little Fires Everywhere, listen, if you want to stop watching that shit, stop, I don't like it, I think it's a terrible show, I, I don't know if it's a terrible show, but, like, I don't know what the point, I don't like none of the characters, like, I'm kind of on, I, I feel like, I feel like it's, I don't know, maybe it's supposed to be written that everybody is terrible, maybe it's one of them joints, but I feel like it's we supposed to, um, what'd you call, sympathize, empathize with Carrie Washington's character, but I totally don't, I think she's a fucking nut, I think she's a fucking clown, I don't agree with any of the choices she makes, I kinda actually more align with the Reese Witherspoon's character, because I think she makes the most sense, so if you, you know, I try not to give out bad reviews, but, um, that one, I ain't really feeling it, so if y'all didn't start watching it, maybe skip it, and if you, you know, feel the same way I do, like, fuck that show. Um, alright, so, in that vein, uh, okay, well, no, I, let's back up, I do have a yours and negative too, it's going out to Joe Biden, because as of today, Bernard Sanders finally dropped out of the race, and Joe Biden is a, is a presumptive nominee. Now, a lot of people have been giving me, you know, I've not called everything, you know, right in this race, but for the most part, I have. Um, so everybody giving me props for that, and all I want to say is, like, the reason I knew Joe Biden was gonna, was gonna be the nominee is because you gotta cut, like, the media, you gotta cut through all the narratives and all the bullshit, and you just gotta look at the data, and, like, look at, like, like Rachel Maddow, Maddow always says, don't look at what people say, look at what they do, and it was like, you get all these narratives, oh, Joe's a weak man, Bernie turns out to vote, but it was like, but it was not aligning with reality, because if all these things they were saying about Bernie were true, then he would have won. The, the truth is that the reason why Trump won is because, unfortunately, Unfortunately, 25 years of anti-Clinton, anti-Hillary rhetoric specifically worked, and so she was fighting, you know, a lot of enemies on different fronts, and a lot of the vote that went to Bernie Sanders was really just anti-Hillary voting, it wasn't about Bernie, and we see that in the data here, because, you know, the key metric that matters is, um, and I'm talking about, when I say data, I mean data, not fucking polling and people talking shit, cause that's a bunch of bullshit, because they'll poll five people two of them be like, yeah, I, you know, I think Trump's doing a good job, and they'll tell you, oh, Trump has a 60%, uh, you know approval rate, it's like, you, t- you ask five people um, so um, but the, the, um shit, I just lost my train of thought I am so sorry, what was I saying about Joe Biden, um ah, I'm sorry I, I lost it, hopefully I'll get it back anyway Yours and never true to Joe Biden, I knew he was gonna, oh, okay, so, what I was talking about is the data, I knew he was gonna win, is because, um, I, I, well, what I said was, Joe's gonna go to South Carolina, he's gonna win, and he's gonna win every, you know, keep winning from there, and it was obvious because, you know, the pundits, and I've said this even on here before, so I'm not gonna rehash, but I'll kind of summarize, you know, the media clearly had favorites, the media clearly wanted, uh, in my opinion, Elizabeth Warren, because the, the amount of press and coverage and quote fingers front runner status that her and also Pete Buttigieg got was so misaligned with their uh, support. Both of them have very little black support um, and very little nationally. Like, like um, 
I said, you know, even, I said early, they did a poll, I guess it would have been in 2019, Essence Fest, or Essence Fest poll, and I said that poll is the most accurate poll, because we all know, or we should know, Democrat Party is not white liberals, the Democrat Party is not swing voters, the Democratic Party is black and brown people, a lot of older, but not all, but that's who the Democratic Party is, and that's who the Democratic Party has been, frankly, since the FDR years, okay, um, uh, you know, the, the Republicans love to tell you how, oh, did you know about, you know, eventually blacks were Republicans, like, we're all fucking dumb and idiot, we don't know about, you know, the Dixiecrats, and, like, we don't know anything about history, like, they, you know, they, like, we're just idiots. Yeah, we know that Lincoln was a, was the a Republican and he freed the slaves, but bitch, that was in 1865. You know how much has happened since then? So, again, since since FDR, who's, you know, the New Deal, which is, we're gonna need a new one, the Democratic Party has been black and brown people, and yeah, it's been some white working class, but, but not really. Like, that's not really who the base of the Democratic Party is. So, I knew because you know, Joe Biden has been in, and you know, and he's not perfect, like, I, you know, I still remember, I remember, um, I was in my, was, I don't, I don't know why, maybe somebody died or something, for some, because for some reason it was all at my grandma's house, and we never, like, was all at my grandma's house, but I remember we were that day, I don't know why, it was me, my dad, my uncle, maybe that's probably why it was, my uncle, um, would come to visit, he, he lived in, him and my cousin live in West Virginia, so if they would come to visit, I guess we would be all at my grandma's house, so that's probably why. So it's me, my uncle, my dad, everybody, all of us, um, during the Clarence Thomas hearings. And I remember watching that on TV. And I remember how they, uh, you know, went against Anita Hill. And at the time, you know, because you know how it is. Back then, you know how black folks are. Oh, she lying. She trying to take a black man down. That was like the consensus. I was young. I can't remember how old I was, probably in grade school. I remember not really understanding what was going on. But I just remember the pubic hair on a coke. Like, I remember that. And I just remember thinking, that's nasty. <laughs> like, oh, who did that? And not, you know, not really know if it was true or not. So I didn't really understand at the time what was going on. But the point of that is Joe Biden has been this a long time. And the most key important point for black people about Joe Biden is the fact that Joe Biden played second fiddle to Barack Obama, the first black president, he did it in a classy way, he didn't, never try to undermine him, he never tried, he played his partner, he learned from him, I'm sure Obama learned from Joe, and he was happy to do that, he was happy to be second fiddle, he was happy to play, you know, number two to a black man, and as we know, not many white people, and particularly not many white men, are willing to do that, they, you know, they undermine you at every step of the way, they don't think you qualify, they think they're smarter than you, all you affirmative action, they always trying to challenge you, always got something to say, you know, so, that goes a long way with black voters, because we know, we know what it takes, we know the kind of white person that it takes to be able to do something like that, is he perfect? No. Does he have stumbles? Yeah. Is he probably really a little bit too old school and definitely a boomer? Yes. But that key characteristic of Joe Biden is what black people see and what they trust, and like I told y'all before, that thing, that, that white woman shit that Elizabeth Warren was doing, that's another key thing that black people saw and was like, nah, we know what that is already, and wasn't trusting it. And so, you know, if you followed that, if you knew that, you knew that Joe Biden was going to win because, number one, he was the vice president. And even I initially was like, because I just thought his messaging was wrong. His messaging was always bringing up Barack. And it's like, okay, Joe, but you're not Barack. But I got what he, I, I, now I get what he was saying. He, he's, he's changed the tone a little bit. And it makes total sense. His point was, listen, me and Barack Obama got all of these things done together. We were a team. I advised him, he advised me. I backed him on this. He sent me off on that. That's what he was trying to say. Like, like we did this. Like, this is what we got accomplished. This is how we did it. The reaching across the island, which, you know, whatever on that. But, Joe, I don't, I expect Joe to say stuff like that, because he's been in government for so long, and you know, that's just what he knows, and so I, I, I and I get it now, I agree, like, I, I agree, he's, 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 um, tweaked the message a little bit, and he's not so much saying Obama's name now, what he's saying is, look, I, this is, I was, as a part of the Obama administration, which he was, this is what we got done, this is what we worked through, this is what we accomplished, now, you know, and compare it to this guy, and, you know, that's all you need. And anybody that don't understand that, they're foolish anyway. So, yours are negative too, Joe Biden. And that's cool, because now I really, that's not really what I want to talk about, but I can cross that off the list. Alright, um, what I want to do next. So, um, oh, Corona, still out here, um, 
me personally, I think Mario Cuomo is doing a very good job as governor. I think he, I, I look forward to his daily briefings. I think he hits the right tone. I think he's doing a really good job. I think he's a great communicator. I think he's not just a great communicator, but I think he really is doing a good job of expressing what people are feeling, you know, and, but at the same time, like being a motivator to get us through. And he's like, listen, you're going to have to hunker down. We know it's hard. If you have, you know, if you religious beliefs, whatever you got to do, you got to pull that shit out. Like we, you know, I'm not acting like this is an easy thing. We know it's hard. It's all hard. We all in here, but like you, this is, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, um, you know, buckle down and, and pull and you know, whatever you gotta do, if you gotta pray, you know, this is hard, this is like, you know, and I don't like comparing it to like, World War Two cause, you know, World War Two is, was World War Two but, I feel like it's that same kind of energy, like, yo, we all have to sacrifice, we, we know it's hard, we all have to do this, we just have to buckle down, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, and act like it's sweet, and act like it's cool, cause it's not, I fucking hate it too, we all hate it, but like, we just, it's just what we have to do, and I think he's just great at it, I think he's, he's, he's not like, you know, like I said, people accusing him of grandstanding, if you think that's grandstanding, then you just don't know the difference between competent leadership and government, and what, you know, all these other motherfuckers are doing, quite frankly, because who was grandstanding was your man Bernie, grandstanding is when you just out here talking and putting yourself to the forefront, but you're serving no purpose, you're moving nothing along, you just want to make this shit about you, and you want to make a scene, that's what grandstanding is, it's not the same thing as governing, and I don't think what Mario is doing is anywhere close to grandstanding, I think it's excellent, if you compare it to what the mayor of New York is doing, I mean, it's just night and day, de Blasio's fucking terrible, he's, I, I still can't believe y'all voted for him, I did not, um, and I just think he's a shit mayor, I think he's always been a shit mayor on and people are like, yo, you gotta give him a chance, give him a chance for what? What has he done? To, nothing, like, he's done absolutely nothing to see, he's, the homeless population is out of control, okay, y'all didn't like Bloomberg, we get it, but like, you don't jump from, it's just same thing, you don't jump from Obama to Trump, you don't jump from Bloomberg to de Blasio, like, I knew that nigga was a scam, because his wife talking about she reformed lesbian, no such thing, like, oh, you out here, your kid got an afro, like, I don't give a fuck about him, first of all, that afro wasn't shaped up, it looked dry, it was crunchy, it ain't like he was some, you like, that nigga's a fucking herb, I could tell, his daughter's a fucking herb, like, I ain't, yeah. He wasn't fooling me with that shit. I didn't vote for him. I think he's a terrible mayor. And I think the contrast between between him and Cuomo is enormous. And for the people talking about Cuomo grandstanding and Giuliani did the same thing, I'm like, yo, Cuomo is not the mayor of New York City. He's not grandstanding. He's filling in the gap because your mayor's doing nothing. He's, he's you know, he's, I, he was at a press conference and a dude was asking him about, oh, well, you have ventilators here. Why don't you have them in Nassau County? And Mario was like, bro, you know, it's people in Buffalo that need ventilators, it's people in Albany that need ventilators, it's people in here, wherever, Schenectady, wherever the fuck, I'm the governor, dude, I ain't the mayor of New York City, I gotta worry about this whole state, like, you asking me about this New York City shit, like, nigga, I gotta worry about the whole state, Rochester, and all these other places, it's, I, I, I'm the governor of the entire state, not just New York City, that's, you know, so, you know, that's, I think he's doing a good job, I think, I think Mayor de Blasio has done absolutely nothing, a lot, y'all wanna fucking talk about Cuomo trying to, like, you know, play big dog, I'm like, okay, but if the mayor would've decided to shut the streets down, if the mayor would've decided to shut the, shut the parks down, if the mayor would've sent up to him, he told, he said, like, the second week, he was like, yo, I would like a plan from the city of New York to tell me how they wanna, you know, combat this, I haven't gotten anything from this, please send it to me, so I'm sure if you would've told him, hey, this is what I wanna do, he would've fucking, I mean, he would've did it, so like, how was he grandstanding, like, he, there's a gap, there's a leadership gap, so he's like, yo, y'all still got people out in the parks, y'all still, y'all acting, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna close that shit, I'm gonna give an order, cause I don't know what y'all doing, so, I think he's doing an excellent job, um, so, but anyway, that's, shout out to coronavirus, I mean, not shout out, cause people are really dying, dying, but, you know, I think they, I've read, I think yesterday, or day before, that we's nearing the peak now, and if everybody can just do what they're supposed to do, then they can start, um, phasing this quarantine out around May, and I mean, that's for the best, cause like I'm telling y'all, people not gonna stay, me being people, people not gonna stay during the summer, they just not, if you think you're gonna have people quarantine in May, June, July, I, I, you not, it's not gonna work, they barely out now, this, the weather gets warm, it's just, it's not gonna hold, so, um, they're gonna have to figure something out, if, if, if they got, they'll have to roll out, like, what I've been saying, like, yo, if you start a quarantine, I don't, I'm not sure when we started this, what date, but let's say, you know, for argument's sake, was March 1st, yo, if you start a quarantine on March 1st, you've been only going out from necessities, and washing your hands, you don't have any, sip. excuse me, 
sorry, you don't have any symptoms, you're not feeling sick, and you've been quarant- you've been dead up, you've been quarantining since May 1st, you know, um, or whatever date it is, you know, and, and you all can go back to work, right, we still, not still, you can go back to work, you can go back to the office, we're not gonna open the parks and all that, but we're gonna allow you to go back and forth to work, maybe to the grocery store, and you know, see how it goes, roll it out like that, you know what I'm saying, if you're sick, you still gotta stay, if you got symptoms, you know, whatever the case, they have to figure something out, is, is my point, fast me first, cause it's not gonna hold, and not only is, is people not gonna hold, the grid is not gonna hold, like, there's no way that through a hot, humid New York summer, you think people are gonna be cooped up in their apartments with no air on, it's not gonna work, <laughs> like, so, yeah, so, that's my corona, uh, update, um, thirdly, um, so, and I really don't know a lot about this story, but apparently Jeezy the rapper, I mean, not apparently, Jeezy the rapper has been dating, I don't even know her name, the Asian girl from shit, I don't even know the show, the show that Lonnie Love and them is on, The Real, maybe, or The Word, The Chew, I don't know, one of them fucking shows, um, is engaged to, uh, the Asian girl, Jenny Mai, that's her name, yes, and this has caused quite a stir on Twitter, because there's an old clip of Jenny Mai saying that, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of play around with black men, but you don't really date, you don't really settle down with them, you, you know, because they're not, you, they're not settled down material, and people just seem to be up in arms with that, because he uh, proposed, she said yes, first of all, you know, perhaps the bitch changed her mind, perhaps, you know, she was just speaking out of ignorance, and or just, you know, was, you know, and Jeezy just changed her mind, you know, I was wrong about that, I don't know, um, but even if she wasn't, like, why do y'all care, this is, this is like, it's like, either you want these niggas or you don't, either, either they, 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 I mean, and it's not, this is not like me talking, these are statistics to back this up, either they don't have anything to offer because they're not as educated, their incomes are lower, and they don't have, um, as bright of, um, prospects as black women, and so you don't want them, or you do, and if you don't, then who cares, like, we, listen, we all know the stereotype, these black men always talking about, oh, that's why I don't mess with black women, because, you know, the Latinos and all this and all that treat us better, and it's like, no, they don't treat you better, they just have low expectations, and they don't have the level of, like, confidence and self-esteem that a lot of black women have, so they put up with a lot of bullshit, right, that's really what it is, because, you know, black women are strong, and again, they have better education, they make better money, and they just don't put up with as much shit as these other, you know, women, and, and, um, you know, and it's like, if the nigga's trash, he's gonna be trash with her too, so, I just don't get it, like, y'all, listen, black women, of all the, the genres of women, are the least likely to branch outside of their race, I told y'all, y'all fucking defend them, y'all go to the math for them, they don't do nothing for y'all, y'all need to branch out, and find, because, you know, you talking about you so unwanted, and the worst thing, and the most disrespected thing was black women, that's cause, you know, that's true, but like, you know, it's, it's racist out there that want y'all, but y'all, you know, y'all don't want to do it, or I can't date a white, or I can't, okay, well then, you know, you're gonna be either single, or stuck with, not, you know, the undesirables, it's up to you, but either way, I don't understand why everything, is, every time this occurs, listen, we know black men love to be porch monkeys, we know they love to be, you know, put on display like zoo animals, and we love, you know, they love to go with their little, you know, Latinos and their little white woman, and act like they just, you know, oh, look at us, we're mixed, you know, they love, they love that stupid shit, let them have it, let them have it, they fucking parade you around like some fucking goddamn, you know, pets, and y'all love it, cause y'all think that things that make y'all feel special and all that, so, you know, whatever, I just like, tired of hearing about it, like, either you care about that shit or you don't, and it's like, who cares, if you don't want, if you don't want the niggas and let the white women and the Asians, Latinos, whoever that wants them, have them, like, who gives a fuck, um, and you know, I don't know, like, they look happy, again, she could possibly have changed her mind, I've heard her say, I don't know, I don't watch the show, but, um, she, I don't know, I know that they said that she, you know, divorced her, she, I guess she was with her husband for a while, and, well, I saw a clip of her saying that she fought it out for eight years for her husband, cause commitment, see, that's where you play yourself, you wasted eight years of your life, who knows what, you know, what God had waiting for you in those eight years, while you trying to fucking force a marriage that wasn't supposed to be cause, you know, all these commitments, these church values and this bible shit gonna have y'all all fucked up, like God was trying to tell you girl, for 8 years girl, this ain't what I got for you, this ain't what I got for you you know, you still struggling, they said as soon as they got divorced, he, cause I guess she didn't want to have kids, you know, it's like yo, people jump into marriages for the wrong reason, they jump, it's like, if you don't want to have kids and, you, and he does, why are you getting married, like, 
what what about that is compatible to you? He's not going to change. People be like, oh, well, I can change his mind. No, you can't. A person that doesn't want to have kids, they get all the way grown, they don't want to have kids. Like, I just don't understand that. That's why the divorce rate is so high, because motherfuckers be so oppressed to be married. It's like, it's not that big deal, yo. Like, like, it's, it's nobody's marriage works out. Like, because y'all out here getting married for the wrong reasons, you, you're not getting, you know, you, it's very superficial, you, you know, you know a nigga three months, you, you and you're engaged in six months, like, what the fuck, like, you don't even, you need a full year to even really get to know, like, a person, like, you know, a, the real person, like, if a year in, <clears throat> that motherfucker might be getting on your last nerve, because that shit you thought was cute or quirky or whatever, at first, it's like, wait a minute, this is, this motherfucker is kind of dumb, this motherfucker is really not that deep, this motherfucker does a lot of dumb shit, they're fucking annoying, you know what I mean, it's like, you, you need at least a year to get to that, and if you get to a year and 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 you and you're not at that yet, you you that's the starting line. Cause like okay, year in, okay, I'm not annoyed. They cool, but you still have you got to meet people's family, you know, people's background, what the, what they come from. You got to know that shit, man. Because you know, the, like I always tell people, if you meet a person's family and everybody got issues, everybody got drama, it's always some bullshit. The chances that that person is going to be the one unicorn that don't have a lot of issues. Oh, they oh, that's just if they're pertinent. It don't really work like that. <laughs> it really don't. Like, like it, it, chaos breeds chaos. So, you know, maybe she changed her mind. Maybe they're happy. You know, it doesn't just because she said that before. And honestly, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of women you say that. Like I hear a lot of straight women, Russian women, white women, they all say that. That's why when these dudes be like, huh, that's why I don't mess with black women because they don't appreciate I only mess with white women. White women know how to treat I'll be like, whatever, Porch Monkey. They not taking you serious. Yeah, she's paying for everything for you because she's just a boy toy for her. She doesn't take you seriously. She just wants to fuck, but she's not ever gonna settle down for you or or any of that shit. And she's probably never gonna bring you to her parents who gonna call you a nigger anyway. Like <laughs> it's like whatever, dude. But, you know, y'all gotta fucking, y'all gotta let that shit go. Like, who cares? Alright. And so that brings me to the topic. And I've talked about this topic before, but hey, nigga, ain't nothing going on, so talk about it again. So there's a special on HBO um, about the Atlanta child murders that occurred in between 79 and 1980 in Atlanta. It comes on, the first episode was Sunday at 8. And I'm assuming, I didn't really, I'm assuming it comes on, it comes on before Westworld on Sunday, right? I think it's a five-parter or whatever. I've got on here before and told y'all about Monster Podcast, which is, to me, uh, I've, I've watched, y'all know, I'm a, I'm a true crime person, I'm an I'm a, I'm a ID person. So I've watched almost everything that's ever been made on Atlanta Child Murders, I've seen it. Number one, because it's an interesting topic. Number two, because like I've said before, that that was I was the age of the children that were being murdered, and I remember I remember the then the child murders vividly because we our lives as children, even all the way up in Philadelphia, was very affected by that. I remember because prior to that, um, if you're in my age group, you know that prior to that, like there really wasn't. I mean, we still play, like we. First of all, we're Gen X. I think we're the last generation that played outside. Maybe the, maybe the the um older millennials, but like we're the last. We were free roaming children. We played outside, we got on our bikes, we rode, whatever, you know, till it got dark, you had to be home, like, we didn't have, all this shit, they helicopter parentage, we didn't have all that shit, like, we played our own games, we made our own friends, we went out by ourselves, we rode all over this, you know, whatever we was gonna do, a summertime before people got involved in sports and all that was like, Shangri-La, because, you know, your parents was at work all day, and I mean, just, it was yours, you planned it how you wanted to plan it, that's why I like that movie, It, because it shows that, it shows how kids, in the summertime, your day was yours, like, in the morning time, you get up, you wanna go swimming, you know, whatever, we played, whatever we were gonna do, so, but it changed, for the Atlanta child murders, because when those murders start, when, when we found out that there was somebody killing black children, because prior to that, well, no, that's not true. If the eighties, the seventies and the eighties is really what they call the heyday of serial killers. And if you're in my age group and you know the eighties are really when child like abductions, child nap, this is, it went wild. That's why a lot of the rules that they have in place now and these laws and on all this helicopter parent is because of the eighties. Because kids was really getting snatched and really getting kidnapped and really getting murdered. There's another real famous case that HBO also did called um, Paradise. Fallen or something like that, I can't remember what the name of it but it's about three, these uh, kids got murdered in um, in Arkansas um, and they, the kids, the, the three that they blamed um, they blamed did it 
got out of jail because the evidence didn't match. It was like one, it was during one of the satanic panic murders, and they said they murdered him for this ritual and shit. I forget, y'all, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's a really famous case. Damien, Damien is the main guy that, um, he recently got out. Um, what was it called? Paradise Fallen or something like that. Another one, but anyway, those are the famous cases, but they had the Dungeons and Dragons murder. It was just all kind of shit going to the 80s, really well. But it was usually white kids, right? That was the joke for a long time before the fucking, um, uh, the Grim Sleeper, which we didn't find out till later, till later, but, um, the, the, the Beltway Snipers fucked it up, but that was the, the joke for a long time, that you all serial killers was white, so, it was a white thing, so Wayne, when, um, the Land of Child Murders happened, it was black kids, we was like, whoa, somebody killing black kids, so, you know, we couldn't go out for trick-or-treating no more, we couldn't really play outside no more, we had, you know, it was like, oh, so-and-so gonna pick you up, you gonna be at their house, and, you know, oh, you going to this camp, and then you gonna, it, it just was, it changed, I, I just, I remember it abruptly, changed our lives, they, you know, if, it, when you was in school, not that anybody, not that anybody, but my dad would come pick me up, but people's parents started being like, hey, if anybody just rolls up and tells you that I came to pick you up, you don't get in the car with nobody, if, I'm gonna give a cold word, the cold word is, you know, whatever, if they don't say that cold word, you don't get in the car, so, like, again, the laws now, schools have laws now where there's a list of, of people who are allowed to pick you up, like, they have to come into school, and if they're not on that list, you get the reason for that is because it's stuff that was happening in the 80s, because people would pull up to kids coming out of school, and be like, hey, your mom told me to come pick you up, and person be like, oh, can't get in the car, and then kids turn up dead, so, again, a lot of the laws that are like, um, Megan's Law, um, Amber Alerts, a lot of that shit that is just commonplace now, we didn't have that shit, that shit all came about because of this time period, right, and Atlanta Child Murders in particular, and so, um, so this HBO special is on the child, and the reason why the story keeps coming up is because Wayne Williams was 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 convicted and put in jail for the Atlanta child murders, but he really was o- he was only convicted on I think one or two, and there was like I don't even know the whole number. There's a lot of there was a lot of bodies that was put on Wayne. There were a lot of children that were killed, but he was only convicted for like this one or two, I think one or two who was an adult. And so because of that, there's been this law, and this happened in 79, 80, which is what, how many years ago now? 40-something, 30-something years ago. And because of that, there's been a lot of questions and what I, and, and conspiracy theories around this case, where a good number of people, mainly because of the parents, you know, that have, I'm not going to say, look, Google Atlanta Chalmers, there's a lot of stuff about it, there's been real, a lot of stuff shown about it. <clears throat> um, last season of Mindhunters, this last season was on the Atlanta Child Murders, there's a movie by, by, um, that had Gregory Hines in it, I can't remember the name of it, but it was pretty, actually, that one's a pretty good movie, you can Google that, Atlanta Child Murders, Gregory Hines, it'll come up, um, there's been a lot of, like, you know, Datelines, True Crimes, behind it, like I said, Monster, Monster, Atlanta Child, um, Murders, is one of the, is a podcast, um, it was, it was one of the best podcasts on the topic, or one of the best content on the topic there is, it was very thorough, and I think it was very well done, um, there's a couple issues I have with it, but generally I think it was very well done, and I think it should be the final authority, as much as there can be a final authority on this case, because I think that the truth, if, if you're willing to accept it, (laughs) is revealed in that podcast, um, but anyway, the special on HBO, I wasn't gonna watch it, because again, I'm not a conspiracy, I'm not gonna say I'm not a conspiracy, listen, if y'all don't know my background, and I have to say it because I know I get new listeners, um, I, I used to be an intel officer for law school, I've, I've worked for NSA, I worked at CIA, and I worked at DIA, um, and so I'm, I know, I took, what I want to say, so, you know, I'm not just giving you my opinion, I'm actually, I actually know what I'm talking about, like, I actually have professional, um, skills and background in this field, because as an intel officer, I took a lot of those courses down at the, um, Quantico at the FBI lab, so that the, um, we call it abnormal psychology course, when in part, general parlance, it's like profiling, but it's basically, it's called abnormal psychology, so all those classes, they tell you, you know, these are different kind of killers, these are what motivates them, these are their triggers, blah, 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 all that shit, pro, quote fingers, profiling, I've taken some of those classes in the FBI, I've taken, you know, inter- so I am actually kind of know what the fuck I'm talking about, is what I'm saying, I'm not just, you know, talking shit here, so, um, and so, I, I didn't want, I was like, eh, I don't want to watch, because <sighs> black people, with this case, 
they really kind of don't want to accept the truth, they don't want to accept the facts, and, they, and and there's just a lot of conspiracy theories around, and it's like, most of them are silly, and most of them, if you really just, if you really just look at the facts, don't match, and, uh, and a lot of the facts and evidence against Wayne Williams is left out of these narratives to, to, to push these conspiracies. There's a lot more evidence on Wayne, um, Wayne's guilt that than what people quote when they want to talk about these conspiracy theories, right? And so I was like, I don't want to watch it because I know it was a black dude producing. I was like, Ugh, it's gonna be a bunch of conspiracy. It's gonna be the same old shit. But I watched it because I was like, well, let me see what they're saying. So again, it's only one episode in, but I can see where it's going because um they sh- so the first episode is basically talking about the um murder. So the murders happened in Atlanta between 79 and 80, and you gotta know about the backdrop between Atlanta at that time, like, we all know Atlanta's the black mecca now, but back then, it was still a very much small, well, it's still small, but it was a southern town, it wasn't the Atlanta now, like, back then, 79, 80, you said Atlanta out, you know, people were like, where's, where's that at? Oh, in Georgia, oh, okay, like, nobody, nobody knew anything, it wasn't, it was just another southern city, Birmingham, you know, one of them MLK cities, oh, like Birmingham, where they march at, yeah, in Atlanta, oh, okay, it was like that, right, and so it's happened, but, um, they, they, it, but it was a very black city, um, but of course it's in Georgia, so very racist, so it happened at a time when Maynard Jackson was voted mayor, he's a black guy, and so it was on the cusp of, okay, we got a black mayor, it's a black city, we're getting these clan dudes and all this racist shit out of here, because this is a black city, um, you know, and it's a lot of middle class, very wealthy, at, you know, I won't say well-to-do, because Atlanta do a lot of front, but like, black middle class, you know, a lot of professional blacks, I'm saying, you know, teachers, doctors, lawyers, It's a, it was always a, a center for, I mean, you know, Martin Luther King and all of that, and so they were like, yeah, and we're trying to make, you know, we're trying to step the city into, at that time, 1980, would have been, you know, the 21st century, right, like, so, it was a lot of gentrification, a lot of the plans for Atlanta were coming about at that time, so it was a very tum- tumultuous time, right, and so, to have these murders occurring during that time was, like, not great, because it's like, nigga, we're trying to get investments in here, we're trying to get stadium, you know, whatever, whatever the companies, I don't know, know what all's in Atlanta now, but I know it's a lot of shit, bang, we're trying to get investments, you know, gentrification, like, you're trying to get people to come in here, and we can't, you know, we got these fucking murders going on and shit, it, you know, so, there was a lot of that going on, and so, because of that, the response to, it took a, it took a long time for them to number one, recognize that some murders were happening because these were mainly poor kids on the southwest side of Atlanta, which is what I understand is the poor area, so it was mainly poor kids, and it took a long time for them to even recognize that, that these killings were occurring, and then once they figured out that they, oh, these are a string of killings, like the, 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 the um, manpower and the resources they put on it weren't great, and so all these things, we put them together, you know, here come black people with the conspiracy theories, right, and so you know, it went on and went on, and um you know, I, you can Google it, or you can watch this many things I told you already watched, but long story short, a bunch of little kids would go missing in an all-black lower-class neighborhood, and then they would show up dead, right, several, I remember, and people, and some, and some people are like, man, you know, this went undercover, like, there's a real, um, famous, um, Andre 3000 there, where he says Wayne Williams, and I see people on Twitter now, like, nobody even knew where Wayne Williams was talking about, I'm like, who was nobody, maybe y'all young kids didn't know, I'm like, but back then, that was a huge story, like, we, we were up in Philadelphia, and we heard about, after, like, the third kid was found dead, that shit was on the radio, we heard about it, we knew about the Atlanta child murders, Ronald Reagan, Muhammad Ali, everybody got involved with that shit, that shit was a huge national story, it was not no covered up thing, like, it was big, because children, even black children, being killed is always a big deal, right, so, you know, I don't know what y'all going with that, because somebody that's 25 years old never heard of it, well, I mean, it happened 20 years before they was born, so no, they're not gonna hear about it, but people who were kids like myself and Gen X and all of us who were around during that time, we all remember that shit, especially black children, um, cause it changed our lives drastically, I still remember the day they caught Wayne Williams, it was like, a cloud lifted, and they was like, okay, you know, we could go back outside, Summers was back, we, you know, we could play, you know, all night to the street lights come on, it was, it, we could go trick-or-treating again, it was, it was a relief, I remember it vividly, um, I, I still remember, um, you know, when they, uh, halt, took him out of his house in handcuffs, um, and so, 
you know, they tell the story, and there's, I'm trying to give y'all an overview of the main, so, so, there's people who don't think that Wayne Williams is guilty, there's two lines, there's some who think, alright, he was guilty, but he didn't kill all of them, I'm actually on that line, I'll elaborate later, but there's some others, a lot of the parents of the dead kid or dead kids are in this category, were in, I think most of them are deceased now, Wayne Williams didn't kill anybody, which is preposterous and ludicrous, if you know anything about this case, or anything about the evidence, but I'm in the first leg, where and again, I'm a crew try, I'm a true crime junkie, I watch all this stuff ID, you know, all of this shit, right and um, Wayne Williams definitely killed the boys, the, the boys that they were all boys the boys that were um, in that pattern of what are called the Atlanta child murders, right? Definitely killed them. Who who knows how many other he killed, but he definitely killed them. But, in the Wayne Williams case, and in all cases, not just Wayne Williams, there's another really famous one, Henry Lee Lucas, which actually turned into a big fiasco, but it was the same kind of thing. Cops tend to do this. When they get a, when they find they have a serial killer, a bona fide serial killer, if they have any kind of unclosed cases or cases that could be closed or whatever, they don't like having closed cases, they'll be like, hey, put it on him, let's say he did it, right? Just to close the case, get a family closure, etc., etc. So, I believe they did that in a way because a lot of the murders that ended up being attributed to him, number one, they didn't fit that they were just murders. Like niggas still get killed every day, right? So these were just murders. They didn't necessarily fit the pattern of the Atlanta child murders. It was all it was girls, which Wayne didn't kill girls. He killed little boys because um, he's homosexual, um, and that fits the pattern. Um, and it was just like all different murders they threw on him. And so because of that. People were like, oh, well, if he didn't kill that one, he didn't kill any of them. That's not true. The, the murder that he actually got, that they found the most evidence on him was, so Wayne Williams got caught because um, as the murders were going on, they were finding the bodies in the, in the neighborhood, in the same neighborhood with the boys that they were finding the bodies. And on one body, they found a fiber. And so they said this on the news, they found a fiber on the kid's shoe. And so from that point on, the body started being disposed of in the water because the killer, Wayne Williams, was watching the news, and he figured out, oh, they found, so he started disposing of them in water, and so the, um, FBI started, and the police started, um, staking out bridges, right, and, and different places where somebody could throw a body in the water, and very close to when they were gonna, um, wrap up the surveillance, because they wasn't, you know, finding anything, Wayne Williams at, like, two or three o'clock in the morning, I can't, it was, like, dark at night, um, crossed this bridge, stopped, threw something over the bridge, and did a U-turn and went back, they stopped him, biggest blunder in the world, they stopped him, didn't search his car at that time, did not search his car, had they searched his car, they would have found a whole bunch of murder evidence, but they didn't, and that, and, um, somebody heard a splash, and they found the body, and so that's how they connected, that's how he was caught, and in the investigation, it turns out they found these, these fibers that they were finding on his children matched the fibers in his house, and not just fibers, there were dog hairs that they found on the children that matched the dog in his house, and it was a, it's a bunch of, there was a bunch of physical evidence, and this is 1979, 1980, so it's not as sophisticated as now, but at that time, it was, it was enough to, that matched it to Wayne Williams, right? And so, from that, we get oh, he's small, he's a small little guy, he couldn't kill all these kids, it had to be the clan. you know, the clan this, the Ku Klux Klan this, listen, it wasn't the clan. that is the most ridiculous, it was not the clan. I understand y'all living in Atlanta, everybody knows the clan. listen, I'm well aware of the clan. again, I've told y'all I was taking these classes, what I, what, this is what you need to know about the clan. the Ku Klux Klan, they don't kill, they kill you on their own territory, the clan takes you they they don't go, first of all they only do things when the odds are in their favor they can take you out where they are where their sheriff buddies are, where their other clan buddies are they gonna kill you in the field, they gonna hang you whatever they gonna do, you're gonna find the body out where they are, because they don't they're scared of black people, they don't come into black neighborhoods and snatch anybody number one, that's not what they do no clan has ever done that, they kill you out on the, they get you on the road, they, they catch you, you know, somewhere on their side, hey, nigga, what you doing over here, blah, 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 that's how the clan gets you, number one, number two, you have a, a neighborhood that is on the lookout for a 
person snatching little black kids. So everybody's alert for this killer. Tell me how a white man, a Klan man, is sneaking in and out this neighborhood, snatching these kids. It's not possible. And then they're gonna leave the bodies back, and it's not. That's not what the Klan does. Number one. Number two, the Klan doesn't. They're they're not clandestine. They want to take credit for it. Number three, these are little poor. Again, my generation outside streetwise kids. They not getting in a car with no strange white man, particularly when they know somebody killing people. They just not. And the FBI did a study to, to they you know they did all kind of shit and they and they drove a um a white agent around, drove a black agent around, and they showed the black kids they would not get in a white agent's car because even before the murders, little poor black kids. If you're a white person in our neighborhood, you either a cop or you a pervert, and we not getting because that's just how it is, right? And so. Actually, in this case, this case was actually the case that really established FBI profiling. They built the whole entire FBI profile that we know of now, the one that killed Bundy and all these serial killers now. It started when it, it wasn't a thing during Atlanta Child Murders, but their, their profile of Wayne Williams that they drew up, it was very controversial, but it was so, when they finally caught Wayne, excuse me, it was so accurate and it was so on point that it legitimized what they were doing, and, and if you watch Mindhunters on Netflix, you'll see what I'm saying, it legitimized what they were doing, and they got all kind of, and it just took off from there, and that's how we get the big FBI serial killer um, thing that we all know about now, their reputation was made on the Atlanta child case, and the reason being because, like I said, when it first started, everybody's like, oh, it's the Klan, because, you know, it's Atlanta, it's Georgia, that's all anybody knows for the past 20, 30 years, it kills black people, it's the Klan, so of course it must be the Klan, you know, black people, it's the Klan, it's the Klan, ain't nobody black gonna kill us, but we don't kill people, like all that nonsense, and the FBI came in, and they did the profile, and they said no, the person who did this is an African American, they live in this neighborhood, they are a regular person, they look just like you, um, he's gonna be somebody that flies under the radar, he's gonna be somebody you never suspect, he's a black male, and that was, like, controversial as hell, cause like I just said, black, black people not serial killers, but like, what do you mean it's a black person, it's the Klan, blah blah blah, so they were very reluctant to accept the FBI's, um, profile, and they continued to operate like it was the Klan, and this and that, and they were just, you know, not missing it, and then that night when they caught Wayne on that bridge, and they got him out the car, and they realized, they said, yo, this guy fits the FBI profile to a T, and that's what finally convinced them their profiling work, and, you know, all these, it's just, oh, well, he couldn't have, he couldn't have threw all, his all kind of experiment, talking about how Wayne was little, and he couldn't have threw nobody off a bridge, listen, all you gotta do is, a body that's wrapped up, you drag him out the car, you lean him up against the bridge, you toss him over, Wayne claims he didn't have time to stop, he didn't turn the lights on, his story when he, when he was caught was that, I'm gonna I'm go on, I'm gonna elaborate on this later, but his story was, he was out in the middle of the night, because he, Wayne had like a, um, he was like an only child, and like his parents like indulged him, the thing about Wayne is, now in 2020, we know so much about these serial killers, he fits the profile of a serial killer generally, to a T, if you know all of these serial killers, Ted Bundy's, the um, I'm, Ted, everybody knows Ted, I'm trying to think of these other names, I can't think of nobody right now, but they all have that same background, where, oh, he seemed normal, he had a mom and dad, it, it, Wayne fits it to a T, so that's number one, I'm like, he fits just the profile of a serial killer to a T, he was an only child, he was doted on, he was spoiled, his parents never challenged him on anything, they gave him whatever he wanted, um, and then, and then, if you look at, again, the FBI profile, what they said, the guy would be, you know, he'd be a loner, he'd be very insecure, he'd be one of, he, and, and this is what killed me, and this is, this is, and this is in 1980, when this is, white people didn't even know about shit like this, this is how you know the profile was, was accurate, they said he would be a type of black person who doesn't like poor black people, because he thinks that they make black people look bad, so he, he has a contempt for these the, the boys that are being killed, the person that is doing this has a contempt for them, he thinks that they are, you know, basically respected, what we call respectability politics now, the FBI profile back in 1980 said he would be a dude like that, that wasn't even a thing back then with black people, let alone white people, and that's what the profile said, it was that accurate, right, and so, um, 
So what Wayne's story was that he was out because some girl, I think he said her name was Cheryl something, had called because he ran like a little record label. His whole thing is he was going to be a manager and he was going to be the next Jackson 5, right? And so some girl supposedly called and he wanted, he was out at 2 in the morning because he was trying to find her address and he wanted to make sure he could find it the next night and he blah, blah, blah. That's his story, right? And that story's interesting because they've never... Um, his story about, his story about it has changed many times. If I tell you, if you listen to monster podcast, it's they, they talk to Wayne, they interview Wayne and Payne doesn't even realize like the goal he's getting, but he, he asks, he, he catches Wayne in, in a very slick way, right? Because Wayne is a narcissist and Wayne, I think, so the FBI profiler who describes Wayne, he always says Wayne has some mental problems, He's not, but he doesn't say exactly what they are, and I wish he would, because my guess is that it's some kind of schizophrenia, because if you talk, when you hear Wayne talk, he speaks in a loop, he says something and he starts over, and he says and he starts, and it's always a loop, and it doesn't matter what you tell him, he'll take whatever you're talking about, but it always gets back into that loop, and that's very schizophrenic-like, right? Um, and so, Payne catches, I don't want to give it away, because it's a really good podcast, but Payne he's naive on the podcast, but he's not as naive as you think he is, because he catches Wayne in a lie, and he does it very slick, and it has to do with the story on the bridge and the note, and it's also how the police called him a lie, because the story, they never found anybody um, by the name of the person that he was saying, and Wayne claims that he had a note, but no note was ever found, no note was found on him in that night, and his story changes about this note, and so he's clearly lying about the story, right? But the, the main evidence against the main, there's a lot of there's a lot of physical evidence against Wayne, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence against Wayne, and people like to say the circumstantial evidence doesn't matter, but it really does it, I mean, a whole bunch of circumstantial evidence, shit, circumstances line up to some shit, right? all the time, but if you combine circumstantial evidence with physical evidence this even tells an even stronger story and what they don't, what, again, there's a lot of evidence that's left out when peddling these conspiracy theories about Wayne and what you find out when you watch um, damn what's that, uh, there was another special on it uh, oh Mindhunter, when you watch Mindhunter the last season, the, the most recent one, um, I think it's season three or four, I'm not sure, this is what you find out, boys that were on this, that were killed, were all signed, or going to be signed, or being recruited to be signed by Wayne for his quote fingers record label, so not only did the boys all know each other, they all lived in the same neighborhood, and they all knew Wayne, and the, um, when Wayne first became a suspect, before they got a warrant and all that, they said that Wayne, you know, one of the things that, um, Wayne was a clown, he did a lot of shit, you know, he was a narcissist, he liked attention, but he was, they, they saw him, the burning things in his backyard, he was burning papers and all kind of, of what people assume was evidence, and people have always said, "Lo, we wish we could have known what he burned, but the FBI profiler said he speculates, and he's, you know, he's an FBI guy, so he's like very couching and then like, we don't really know terms, but he says that he suspects that Wayne probably had contracts, because like, he had a radio station in his home, like, a lot of people knew him, he did work for the local, um, news people, like, he was a known guy, and it's like, a lot of people like, oh, I know him, he couldn't have possibly done this, not everybody, some people are like, you know what, he was a little weird, and I think he probably did do it, and, and there's some other people, if you listen to the podcast, in that neighborhood, that were like, yo, Wayne definitely did it, I don't know what these people are talking about, because we knew Wayne was a pervert, we knew Wayne was, uh, crazy, and we, when, everybody else was like, yo, look out for the land of child murders, and we was like, look out for Wayne Williams, so if there's people in that neighborhood, they don't talk to them, no, because it don't fit the conspiracy, but there's people in that neighborhood that got stories that Wayne tried to snatch them, but they got away, um, you know, Wayne tried to get him in their car, but they got away, it's people who were aware that it was Wayne Williams, right, and they said that the neighbors and the people in that, like, in his direct neighborhood, none of them had any doubt that it was him, they were like, you know what, didn't know what was up with him, but something was up, and that makes total sense, so, um, so the FBI guy says he always suspects that Wayne probably had contracts, and that's probably what he was burning, because if we would've got a search warrant and went in there, we'd have saw that every last one of the murder boys had been signed to Wayne, and that would've been the connection right there. So that's what the, that's what the FBI, and again, he dances around it, but he says he thinks that they got, he got 
he was recruiting all those boys, the reason why they got in the car with him, even though they knew a killer was, was around, number one, because he was black, and nobody thought it was a black guy, because you know, black people ain't serial killers, and because he was telling them he was going to get them on a record label, and he was a known guy, so it wasn't like he was some random, they knew he had this radio station in his house, didn't know who he was, you know, he had been on the news, and so he was telling the kids, hey, I'm going to make you the Jackson 5, and the reason, and the reason why that's probably correct, that that's how he was getting them, it's because if, again, if you listen to the Monster Podcast, when Wayne is taught, when when Payne, that's the the host of the podcast, is talking to Wayne in jail, Wayne has a cellmate that is a rapper, and he's pitching to Wayne how, oh yeah, we gonna, you know, we gonna get his, he's trying to sell a mixtape, and you, and, and, but he's talking on a loop, and it's like, you can just hear, and people are like, and I, when I was listening to that, I was like, that's exactly what the FBI's guy said he did. Like, that's what he was doing with the kids. Hey, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be a pop star. And you could just hear it. Like, that's it right there. That's how he was getting them. And so people listening to that and not clicking, I'm like, what is not clicking for you? This is exactly how we got those kids. Like, this dude is in jail for murdering children. And he's on the phone with this guy talking about he's gonna have this, it's just, it's ludicrous, like, how are you gonna have a mixtape, dude, like, how, he's like, yeah, I'm a manager, I know this guy, but that's why I said he has schizophrenia, like, if you listen to him, he talks like a schizophrenic person talks, you know, oh, I know my guy Barry, blah, blah, and yeah, he's gonna, he's got a record label, look, this is what we gonna do, he's, he's meant, something is mentally off with him, Wayne, and that's what the FBI profile says, he just won't tell you what it is, but, um, and so the special on HBO, the rap, bring it, bring it back around. Um, I'm going to watch it, but I can tell where it's going because there's an incident that happened um, around the same time the murder started. There was an a, a explosion at a daycare in the same neighborhood. And that was led a lot to the people thinking it was a conspiracy because they were like, oh, the clan pulled up to school. They're trying to kill our children. But what they don't tell you in the special and what a lot of people, when they, when they cite that, that's why it was a conspiracy it was investigated, and it was a boiler in the school that blew up, it was not a bombing, the boiler blew up, like, you can tell these things, like, when anything, anything explodes, they go in, it was always oh, a gas leak, or it was a boiler, whatever, they do an investigation, and determine, like, there's not, there's a big difference between a bomb was planted, and a boiler blew up, so either you think that they lied about a bomb, which, for what reason, so, but they leave that out, and so they left it out to HBO, so I was like, okay, I see where this is going, we going down the conspiracy lane, because they didn't say that it was a boiler that blew up, but if you listen to the, if you watch other specials, you'll know, because that's what people always point to, oh, but they blew up the school, so Wayne Williams blew school up too, it's like, no, nobody blew the school up, the school was a boiler incident, it happens, it just happened at the wrong time, like if you just, you know, look it up, you can see that they investigated and they de- and they determined it was not a bomb, like you, like, you can't really hide that it's a bomb explosion from, from people, right? Um, and so, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I see where they're going, it's gonna be all these conspiracies, and, you know, people are just, just don't believe, there's just people who just don't believe in this Wayne Williams, all the evidence points to Wayne Williams, the main evidence being, when Wayne Williams was arrested, those murders stopped, like, magic, no more kids were snatched up, no more kids were, were kidnapped, the, the murders stopped, and that is the most evidence you can have, that he's the one, and people are like, oh well it was still, but yeah, it was, uh, niggas get killed every day, but those, that pattern of the Atlanta child murders, it stopped and crazy killers, serial killers, they don't just stop, you're like, oh well, the person who really did it, which, stop. that never happens though, when does that ever happen, didn't happen that never happens, they continue to kill BTK, that's the other guy I was trying to think about, B2K, all these guys, like that never occurs, so that's the that's the, that's the evidence that most people besides what I all told you, point to, listen, you're gonna have to explain, if Wayne Williams didn't do this, you're gonna have to explain to me how soon as he was taken off the street, and I'm not talking about convicted and arrested, and, and all of that, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not talking about uh, tried and convicted, I'm talking about the minute they took that man off the street, those murders stopped, <laughs> I mean, come on, and the fibers matched, the fibers matched his home, the dog and this is the part they don't tell you, they'll tell you about the fibers, and they try to talk around that, oh, well, that was a common carpet, and blah, 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 it was a common carpet, true, but it was also found in the house of the guy whose, uh, dog hairs also were on the victim, so it's a common dog, you know what I'm saying, so, 
Wayne Williams did it. Did he do all the murders they put on him? No, but cops do that. Absolutely, but a lot of those murders, they were putting anything on him, but people who say, oh, Wayne's innocent, it's not, it's not realistic. There's so much evidence against him. The murder stopped, number one. Number two, if you listen to Wayne talk, he's a, he's a, he did it. Like, it's obvious you're listening to a, a psychotic person who is a narcissistic, like, weirdo, and he definitely killed these, like, he tells these crazy-ass stories, like, Soledad interviewed him one time, and he was talking about how he was part of this CIA program, he, he talks like a, so I said, I think that he's probably schizophrenic, because if you've ever heard a, a person that is schizophrenic talk, that's how they always, they always was hired by the CIA, it was always a special project, oh, if you look, you're not gonna find it, because he has this story about how he, you know, he's part of this junior program, and, you know, that's, he sounds like a schizophrenic the other thing that is a piece of evidence, again circumstantial, but means a lot in hindsight, um, I told y'all, Wayne worked as a freelance um, cameraman for the news down there, right, and, and on the podcast they talked to one of the people that he worked with, and the guy was like you know what, we would, yeah, we would hire Wayne, you know, we'd send, you know, he would have a, um, you know, we'd send him to like a fire or whatever, we'd send him to those things and get pictured whatever he get paid, he was like, but with the child murders, nobody, we didn't, the, the police were very tight-lipped, or, as you can imagine, when they found the body, that's not something you just broadcast a part, you know, a part, they were very tight-lipped on that, you know, they would tell us eventually, hey, we think we got another one, but back then, it's not like now, back then, like, if the police didn't tell the news where, you know, would tell the police where it was at, what was happening on the news would show up. It's not like we're, now we got Twitter and it's instant, right? He, and so he was like, yeah, it's, we wouldn't know that they had found a body or where or the circumstances or whatever until the police told us. He was like, but Wayne was always Johnny on the spot. He was like, Wayne would, would always be wherever they was finding them bodies. He was like, and I don't know how he ever knew. He was like, cause, you know, yeah, we would get the photos, like, oh my god, this is great, you know, oh, you got it, he was like, but Wayne would always show up at all those murder scenes, he was like, and we didn't know where those bodies were gonna be, we didn't know that they had found them, so, how did Wayne know? He was like, he was always there, and I remember that, because the guy, you know, that, that was another, I was like, he didn't come out and say that he thought he did it, but he did say that, he was like, I just always thought that was weird, and I was like, wow, they was like, he was always at the scene, no matter where it was, Wayne was there, because he knew where them fucking bodies was at, because he had put them there, and so he would show up with his camera, and he would do the footage, and he would pay, and he would get the footage, and he would have the, he would have the, um, you know, the, the scoop, so he would get the money, because he was there first, um, yeah, so, you know, watch it, I know if you're younger, you might not know a lot about the child murders, if you're my age, you'd probably know a great deal about them, um, but, you know, the HBO special, watch it, but I'm telling you right now, let me tell you the right name of it, there, you can Google all the other specials, those are pretty good too, but the, the, um, best, what I think is the definitive, all you need to know, Atlanta Monster, it's on, I, it's on Tinder, it's on, you know, all, we find all your podcasts, but it is, season, season one of, um, Atlanta Monster, listen to that podcast, it has, it's a great detail, Payne does a really good job, Payne actually, he gets a little, ca- Payne is a white dude, he's from Atlanta, he's very Caucasian, you, you're gonna see when he's talking to Wayne, and some of these, he gets, he gets this whole tep dude on there, like he's, you can tell, he's not used to talking to like shifty niggas, or just niggas, period, cause like a lot of shit, I was like Payne, this nigga, you, he's, you're talking crazy, like, just cut, you know, cut this interview short, like, just dog, he's not making sense, it's a whole tap dude on there, you know, um, it's, it's a, um, it's just a bunch of dudes on there that's just, like, doing nigga shit, and Payne doesn't recognize, this one guy tells a story, I don't believe this story at all, I think he just said it to get on the podcast, it sounds made up, it sounds ridiculous, I don't believe it, um, but, outside of that, Payne is really, really good, he's really good, he's the same guy, if you're familiar, um, he's the one that solved, there was a, a unsolved murder, um, down in South, some, down in somewhere, down in Georgia somewhere, it was a big deal, it was on the news, his podcast actually ended up to them solving it, Tara Grinstead, it was like a big, um, case on Nancy Grace, he did the podcast on that, and he's kinda like, very well known for like the true crime podcast, because that, um, 
podcast led to like them finding out who actually did it and that shit was like a cold case for like ever and they had no idea and so then he tackled Atlanta Monster um, Wayne Williams and it's really good I think if, when you finish listening to that podcast um, you know you'll I think you'll understand why Wayne Williams is in jail for those murders um, yeah so that's it um, I'm not sure I'm trying to think of anything else that I'm watching Westworld is really good this year I'm not sure if I told y'all that before um this last season, this last week was like, whoa, they like kind of dropped some shit. Um, anything else? I know we all in the house watching shit, so I'm trying to tell y'all, but I don't, I haven't, you know, I'm working from home and I'm working from home, so I don't have a lot of free time. All these people talking about all the shit they watching, my list has not dwindled at all because I still have the same amount of time I had, actually less, you know, than when I was in the office. I'm really actually looking forward to my day going back so I can get some normalcy back in my life. But anyway, um, yeah, that's all I got this week. I don't, I can't think of anything else to suggest. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Like me, rate me, tell your friends. Hit me up on at KMGZ on Twitter. Any suggestions or anything you want to say? I'm on all the platforms where podcasts can be found. So what, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, probably Google Play too. I don't track that one. Um, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for adding me on on. Twitter saying that you you rock with me. I I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, that's it. See y'all next week. Peace.